Welcome to the Mammoth Games Podcast. Uh, we are down half of our hosts this week, so Filter Cord here doing the intros, and I am here with Major Potty. Howdy. So, uh, everybody is out trying to uh, get a Steam Deck, so we're the two people that are probably the least interested in it, and that's why we're available today. The foremost experts to be talking about this. I cannot wait to just completely dunk on this shit i want to get hate <laughs> mail i want to get doxxed uh i will destroy gabe myself with my bare hands if i ever see him in public i think our stances should become the official uh group stance here i mean yeah every, anybody who's against that vote now uh-uh. all right we're good so, so yeah we're good. official mammoth game stances coming up on several things so <laughs> um, first of all, we'll hit uh, some freebies, of course. We mentioned these last week, but they are now available on the Epic Game Store. Abduction from the creators of Myst. I don't really know what that means. Is that the same studio or just like a guy that was a programmer or something? Who's to say? Seems cool. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the like walking simulator games. Yeah. Uh, I do not say that negatively. I That's one of my favorite types of games. Um, the graphics will look really good on it. It's got some cool shit going on, so I'm definitely going to check that out. I have it downloaded. I have not started it yet because I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake to get ready for the DLC. But uh, the other game you can also pick up, Off-World Trading Company. It's a really cool Excel spreadsheet game. You'll love it. Um, next week, we got some interesting stuff coming up. Uh, so I feel like this has been free recently for a lot of stuff, but always a good time to get it. It's a great tower defense game, Defense Grid. Uh, it, they added a subtitle once they started making additional games. So this one's called The Awakening, but it's just the first defense grid. I used to play that a lot on... Uh, I think I had it on mobile, and then also like I got it for free on PlayStation or something, so I played it there. I and can't then, say uh, that I have any personal experience with defense grid games. I really like tower defense games. That was like the only thing I would play on mobile for a long time. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, that kind of genre of games like yeah. well-suited for to be on mobile. Yep. And that was like, I, I got really into them in Flash games before I had a phone that could play games. So, right. you know, I already had the mentality there and how to do it and everything. So, a uh, game I will not be playing because it's too scary for me uh, World War One Western Front Verdun. Uh, World War One was way too scary. Not a fan. Honestly, I'd give it a one out of three World Wars. You'll see what three is. Um, yeah, Merciless Trench Warfare immerses you and your squad in intense battles of attack and defense. Verdun is the multiplayer FPS set in authentic World War One setting, a rarely seen battlefield experience. Uh, there's been a lot of these lately that are, like, more realistic, like, era shooters. Like, I want this game to be that you fire a bullet and then you reload for five minutes. <laughs> you know, you know it's, I mean? it reminds me of, like, what my friends and I would joke about in high school when we'd be playing Call of Duty 1 and 2. It's like, let's get a, a Revolutionary War Call of Duty in here where you That'd just have a Kentucky rifle that it takes you like three minutes to be able to reload. You get one shot and then you reload while like lead balls are just blowing your legs apart. <laughs> and then you get one additional shot and then you have to use the spear to kill somebody. Like, it, absolutely hellish. World War One is like the ultimate conclusion of two guys line up and run at each other until one dies. Right. Um, obviously, like World War One completely changed warfare, and then World War Two like completely changed morality, basically. So, like, definitely would be a cool one. It looks like they're leaning on like the um, like gas attacks, so you're gonna yeah. have to use various pieces of your kit to survive. 
I want to see him eating like hard tack. That oh, that man. should be part of the game. Um, yeah, it's yeah, weird so, to think about. It. Like, I think back to Battlefield One, and there was stuff that they included in the games that I hadn't realized, especially the more prevalent usage of like automatic and semi-automatic weaponry. I hmm. for in my for some unknown reason, it was just in my mind that is essentially it was all like revolvers and bolt actions and stuff like that. Oh yeah, they had like they were on the cusp of like major military technology. Like they had stationary machine guns and stuff. Um, they had multi-fire rifles and things. But uh, it's funny because like the people who were actually really good at doing what they did were using like bolt action because they had been doing that for like thirty years already. And it was probably the easiest for them to be able to manufacture in mass, too. Yeah, yeah. And they were already laying around because, of course, Europeans were just killing each other constantly for, like, a thousand years leading up to this. Right. I mean, it is, like, the Napoleonic Wars were using, like, single-shot rifles. That's a weird one to think about. The Napoleonic Wars and World War One were, like, they were far apart, but not really technologically, when you think about it. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Some crazy stuff out there, folks. Uh, you've got the two people who are the most likely to play Hearts of Iron for on the podcast, so this one's going to get technical. But, uh, yeah, so they have a good mix of stuff coming up. Uh, well, this week and next week on Epic Games, obviously, I always recommend picking those up. You don't have to like Epic Games to get a freebie every once in a while, so definitely check that out. I actually have really not been using Epic Games, like, at all, other than to just download games. I Everything I want's on Steam. But, you know... Uh, unlike me, some of these freaks out here I'm happy to play it wherever they give it to me for free for me uh, as bad as it sounds being on a gaming podcast I haven't had a PC capable of gaming for a very long time so I, you will be happy to know that the biggest announcement of the week of course was the announcement of the Valve Steam Deck and boy Steam howdy is this tempting deck. so uh, basically it's a Nintendo Switch that's a computer, is how I would say it. Um, yeah. So Steam has been, like, they've tried to touch into, like, the hardware market several times. Well, um, you had the Steam machines had a few years ago. The Steam machines, which were, uh, apparently, that was a big failure, and they just, they discontinued that really quickly, so that makes me think they probably lost their ass on it, but I guess I don't actually have numbers in front of me to say if it was a success or not. Well, it was a weird implementation of what they did is like wasn't it that they essentially it was like micro pcs basically yeah and yeah. didn't they like contract out to like multiple different manufacturers rather than mm-hmm. keeping it one singular manufacturing yep, source so I, I believe that kind of like with other consoles i, I think they kind of lost their ass on the fact that everybody was getting a portion of the money i mean you know you look at like the xbox or whatever we already know and recently documents have proven that like manufacturers of the consoles just lose their ass on I mean every single Xbox sold is at a loss in the first few years and uh, certainly like new models and stuff they they lose their ass on it because they want you to go buy a 70 now a $70 game once a month or whatever or in Xbox's case go fucking buy Game Pass and we just get you know 12-15 bucks from you for the rest of your life or whatever exactly so um, you know it's that's interesting I, I do think that the company's kind of diverging on what they're making is a really smart idea because like everybody is kind of just taking the nintendo route now of like we don't have a competitor right yeah and like they that's see, certainly true of pc as well well they see an opening for 
to be able to enter into like a competitive area and stuff and so everyone's taking different approaches like right and with, i mean this should have happened a long time ago where they just fully diversify what they're doing so that that way in, at this point a, an xbox that somebody gets to play game pass games on that is not a lost sale for playstation it's a completely different market right it's it, you know when i buy a dvd i'm not stealing business from netflix it's a different thing yeah you know but unfortunately, I do both because I'm an idiot. No, no but, uh, I do. Trust I me, I still put in like pre-orders for like the Steelbook Blu-ray set Best Buy yeah. for like Marvel <laughs> movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're uh, weird people because we have a podcast. Where we talk about games, so you know, already a subgroup, and then we're an even more of a weird subgroup than that. So yeah, we embrace. But it. Uh, I, I understand that it's strange. But anyways, uh, Steam Deck. So uh, basically, the Steam Deck. The point of it is to play Steam games. Um, however, you can you can install Windows or any operating system just straight onto the device. So therefore, you can have your Epic game library. You could run the Xbox Game Pass stuff that we were just talking about. Because it's essentially um, just a gaming PC in a handheld format. Right, which you can also dock. So, anyways, let's let's talk about all the stuff in it. Um, this article is really obsessed with comparing it to the Switch for some reason. You can hook up peripherals like a mouse and keyboard, or monitor, or TV, making it a hybrid, not just portable or docked because it does have a dock similar to the Switch. Right. But it could be a fully functional workstation. The screen itself is a seven-inch touchscreen that outputs a surprisingly measly twelve eighty by eight hundred. Not much different from the Nintendo Switch OLED. So, right. Maybe that's a reason that the switch isn't getting better maybe it's just way more difficult to display high res on those small screens than we thought for some reason my phone is like 8k so i don't understand why it's difficult maybe but it's anyways, just uh in terms of processing capabilities that yeah i don't know because my phone's not expected to do really of. insane graphics i guess yeah um anyways uh yeah so it's a seven inch touchscreen. the nintendo switch the original nintendo switch was 6.2 i believe the oled is 6.3 or 4 slightly bigger uh, the Steam Deck has gyro features allowing you to tilt or shake the handheld. Um, in some games, the Steam Deck will feature a fast resume similar to the PS5 or Xbox. Pressing the power button will put it to sleep and automatically pause whatever you're playing. Not multiplayer. Uh, press the power button a second time to wake it up and hop right back into your game. It has a 40 watt. WH. What's the H? 40 watt hour? Yeah. Watt I hour? think so. I work at an electric power plant but i don't understand electricity so that's not great you can expect to get a maximum battery life of approximately seven to eight hours for lighter use cases uh that's not bad but it won't last on long trips without a battery pack or charger right. here's the hardware it's got a zen 2 4c8 i don't know what that means 2.4 giga or 2.4 to 3.5 gigahertz uh cpu uh the gpu is eight rdna2 uh control units 1 to 1.6 gigahertz so it's kind of moderate obviously they don't need to do anything crazy because it does not have an insanely good screen or whatever but when it's docked it'll be a lot more useful right it's interesting that they don't say the card model so does that mean it's custom i think it the card model that might in um it must be unique because they're not saying what it is rdna is just the a modern version of gpu core Right, we partnered with AMD so, to create Steam okay, Deck's it's custom API. It's a custom one. Yeah. 16 gigs of RAM. That's what kind of blows my mind, is that they have, like, uh, especially, like, you know, the LPDDR5 RAM. 
Right. They have like really good RAM in it, and then the graphics card is like something I had in my you know straight off the shelf at Best Buy PC five years ago or whatever. It's really odd. Um, apparently, you can customize graphics cards with it somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see if this talks about that. But there's a ton of people already talking about what you could potentially do to kind of fuck with it and make it better, like right. hardware wise. Uh, it has Bluetooth 5.0. Um, it's got dual band Wi-Fi for a 2.4 and also the 5. Uh, everybody's pretty much moved to 5 at this point, right? Yeah. And it comes with Steam OS, but you can upload your own operating system onto it. There are three main models. There's a $40 one that has uh, MCC storage. Uh, it's right. only 64 gigs, and that storage is not particularly fast or anything. Right. Uh, 530 to get 256 SSD, which is pretty good. And it also includes um, some exclusive Steam Community Profile bundle of games. Oh, those too. are worthless. Okay. I, I had looked uh, into it. I'm just yeah. looking at the list and of then, perks. Uh, yeah, 650 for the 512 SSD storage. And it has a special anti-glare etched glass screen, which I need to do to my TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why everything doesn't just do that now. But, uh, apparently, there's like a slight, it slightly increases the amount of uh, like infant mortality on stuff like this. <laughs> um, for TVs because like when you have like a 80 inch screen when you're trying to fucking anti-glare etch that shit yeah <laughs> if you fuck up for one nanosecond you've just fucked up a 80 inch TV so okay I kind of get it but uh yeah obviously 512 SSD plus you can I assume this thing has SD slots and shit you can expand that yeah uh, people have talked about putting in internal uh uh what's it called NAND storage or um, what are the little internal cards? Uh, my PC has a two terabyte. Uh, it's just like a little, you know, it looks like a RAM stick that you just plug into the motherboard. Right. I, I can't remember this. But um, yeah, they talk about it. All three models do have micro SD. So what the biggest micro SD is like 700 gigs or something right now, and those are only going up. So right. No problem. So they did uh, pre-orders. It was a massive shit fest, as I'm sure anybody would be able to guess. But that's. How pretty much any pre-order process goes. Anyways. Yeah, they they were doing a, they had a strategy to like try to um, make it so that only people with a certain age of Steam account would mm-hmm. have like first access, um, for forty-eight hours. Uh, you had to put down five dollars to reserve, which is pretty crazy. I would have just charged everything up front if I was them. Um, but they're basically trying to combat scalpers, um, which. I guess we don't know if it worked or not, but we do know that the the main idea of it was a, basically a shit show. Steam was down for like three hours yesterday on uh, on uh, the sixteenth. Um, but um, the, the group chat was blowing up. Obviously, of everybody trying to like figuring stuff out. Like, oh, the you the know, amount the of traffic people are going for probably... the really good one, so go yeah. for the crappier model. You're more likely to get it, and uh, don't use PayPal because it takes twice as long and it's twice the server strain. Because yeah. it opens an exterior portal, and there's all kinds of fucking shitty tricks to try to make it work, and it's uh, we we're as a society we have to deal with that. <laughs> well, I mean, looking at how <laughs> the just the next gen consoles have been just within this last year and stuff, there yeah, it there there just hasn't been a good pre order process that we've been able to yeah. develop that combats gamers but also be convenient to users at the same time i'm telling you dude we need to go back in time do so you have to go to a physical location in person and you just have to hope that they have an extra copy that you can reserve so 
I, I mean, that wasn't the, a perfect system by any means. But I got a switch late because of that, or not switch a um, well, yeah, a switch late too, I guess. But uh, a a a a, a, a uh, what the fuck? Oh, a Wii. When the original okay. Wii came out, my grandmother was able to break the rules and buy two Wiis <laughs> for me and my cousin, but we didn't get them until the end of January instead of Christmas. Well, so that's... we did not get Christmas presents that year. It was pretty fucked up. <laughs> well, that's how I was able to get my PS5 last year was I, you know, we were talking in our group chat and we were seeing that like, oh, stores, you know, after Sony didn't do anything as far as like when PS5 pre-orders were going to go live and became this giant chaotic mess, mm-hmm. um, I ended up just driving to one of the local game stops here in my town and I managed to secure essentially the last one that they had available that they could do in in the store at the time and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a uh, I was not able, so I have both systems. And yeah, I have an office job, so um, you know, supervisor, uh, stop listening now. Skip ahead forty-five seconds. But I was just sitting and refreshing the pages. I had my card ready. Everything was entered. I was on my account, logged in, and I could not get either one of them reserved on any system. I mean, I was following. <laughs> I was getting notifications for all of Wario sixty four's tweets. Like, I was trying, and I, at several points they told me that I had put a, a console in my cart and purchased it but then it ended up being incorrect and they canceled the sale and it, you know there was no unit to be sold mm-hmm. and i literally had to count on you know of the two other hosts i mean night swarm got me a playstation and uh johnny got me an xbox and like i was not able to get either one and they both were able to get them because of inside company connections right right so like Technically, they weren't able to get any either. They had to break the rules. To get In order something. to be able to get that for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it was so insanely difficult to get this stuff. And it really has not gotten significantly easier. It's just, no. it's not all at once anymore. It's much less hectic than it was. But it's still difficult to get the stock. I oh, mean, I'm the, still... The factories in China are, are whirring at full speed at this point. But they can only make so many, you know? Right. And, I, I mean, I don't have a Sirius X yet, but I'm looking for it. But... Yeah. Every now and then when I feel like I'm financially secure enough to try to do the pre-orders, I got notifications going on. Um, right. And it's just like, it's still within seconds. If you're not on top of it, or if yep. you just hesitate because it's like some weird GameStop bundle where it's not only the console, but it's a bunch of other games and an extra controller that you really don't want. And you're you debate for a second of like, do I really want to spend the extra hundred and twelve dollars just to get the five hundred dollar console that I really only want? And I really only want like a quarter of it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the shit that's coming with it. Exactly. And then by that point, it, it it's already too late. Yep. And I, you know the Nintendo OLED model is going to be the same way, and it's just nobody knows how to do this without just getting absolutely scammed and scalped. Yeah. Um. At least so with I, yeah, at least with the Switch OLED, personally, it's a console I, that's been out since twenty fucking seventeen. So yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm going to be losing too much. I don't feel like right. I have a compulsive I'm need to get a new Pro. one. Pro. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a Switch Pro too, honestly. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. I, I, I'm. I don't know. We'll, it's very odd. We'll just have to wait and see. I guess forever. Right. 
but with uh but with this the steam deck here like um this is something that definitely would appeal to me because on the basis of um i know i've talked in the past on the podcast about how i love the idea of game pass especially with the xcloud ability to be able to play like uh, Halo or Sea of Thieves from like your iPad or something wherever you're at, but you're still limited to whether or not you have a good internet connection. And when I was away these last two weeks up in Ohio, the internet was just I I tried and it just wasn't it the input lag was just too much. And then uh, after um, a couple of minutes, the the game would just disconnect completely and stuff. So there's still too many areas where just internet infrastructure is still too much of a limitation for things, for streaming capabilities like Stadia and Luna and xCloud. And the other thing too is I really like to travel a lot and the downside is you're on an airplane, which even if you do have internet in no way, shape or form is that going to be strong enough to be able to stream xCloud from air from an uh, airplane's Wi-Fi, and the Steam Deck would be the solution for that. A handheld um, PC, uh, gaming PC that you can play, and you're not relying like you could, you would have you still would have to play games offline, but you're not limited to uh, uh, streaming them. You can still install them and be able to play and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really interesting, like, development, I guess. Like, I, I'll be interested to see how it goes. I might pick one up down the road once they get on, like, their second or third model, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's just not something I need right away because I have a laptop. And for me, it's just, I knew with uh, their constraints of having an active Steam account, and as I mentioned before, I'm, I haven't had a gaming PC for a long time, so for me, using Steam has been non-existent i knew i wouldn't i do have a steam account but i have zero purchases on it and so you're the only person in history that doesn't have seven millions (laughs) yeah um maybe they would have made an exception for me but uh i i've kind of figured that i would probably have been locked out and would have been um left to the uh the general public opening for the reservation system and the other thing that I think would probably be smart about waiting on this, uh, that kind of gives me a little bit of hesitancy about wanting to get this day one, is the battery life, the two to eight hour battery life. Granted, I do also understand that this thing's going to have quite a bit of processing power that's going to require a lot of um, battery life to be able to do it. But like what we've seen with the Switch, after a couple of years they released a newer model where it was essentially the same as specs but it had better battery life and better um what was it like better circuitry circuitry layout that improved the efficiency of how it consumed power too i think Hmm. so for me personally i would love to get this but there's a voice inside just wait a little bit and uh see how this turns out and more than likely there's going to be some things that will come about from this but i do see this being very successful because unlike with nintendo the library of games that you're going to have available to you is going to be 
far more vast and you and for a lot of currently active PC gamers you're you don't have to buy new games like you do with Nintendo of the same thing over and over again you're already currently existing library can now be added to this and you can go anywhere and be able to play whatever it is that you want and that is incredible I think yeah for sure I I, I do want to see like the, the real future of this uh, console I guess if you want to call it will be like what are people able to do that is not just written on the box like can you go in and update the graphics card yourself can right. you go in and add the additional memory seems like yes can you um, create some kind of super powered dock that you can do for like mega mode and then you just don't need a PC anymore like are there new batteries that be... you could put into it that would increase right. the battery life right we got Steve Wozniak on our side for right to repair, so we yeah. should be able to crack open anything at any time, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see, like, this could revolutionize PC gaming, I guess, because it could move us toward the idea of, like, it's... A, a PC is actually just a little box with shit in it that makes uh, rocks make you see funny colors or whatever. It's going to make it more accessible to the general populace, because let's face it with pc gaming there's that stigma that it's a hurdle yeah it's a hurdle there's a it. financial hurdle to yep. it and then there's also a knowledge hurdle to it too about making sure. sure that you get the right components for whatever pc that you're going to get built and this you know like a gaming laptop but even cheaper is just mm -hmm. going to make it just that much more accessible and yeah, I see this. I I have a lot of hopes for this. This is I'm very excited to see how this will do. Yeah, something that you will not be playing on your PC. Um, the Yakuza spinoff Lost Judgment could be so. It's the second game in the quote unquote Judgment series. Judgment spelled wrong. Uh, who's to say why? Um, maybe the last game in the Yakuza spin-off Judgment series due to uh, argument between Sega and the talent agency that employs the actor that plays the likeness of the main character. <clears throat> so we're getting real fucking Japanese in this one, folks. So Takia Kimura is the actor that plays the likeness and the voice of the main character. His agency and him in particular have an issue with their actor being physically represented in a PC game due to the fact that people could get that voice and character model and like make a porn mod or whatever <laughs> so like um, basically they want to defend the, the likeness so like if somebody has a mod that looks like Takuya Kimura and sounds like him because it uses his voice and everything and they have it smoke reefer or something like that could be bad for him in real life right so because in Japan I mean if you get caught with a fucking seed of marijuana your career's ruined so it's really weird um this disagreement so like Sega has basically said in part of the statement that like PC is in extremely important to us going forward in the future. They kind of noticed that a couple years ago that they can get a lot of PC sales. 
and then there the fans on i mean we were just talking about all the stuff with pc is just pc gamers are just slightly different because part of their investment in it is their personal physical creation of the thing right it's kind of like um with uh people who collect cars or something like that and then you have like the hot rod community who builds their own vehicle well there's like yeah there's a person like me that i have a car that gets me to work and i don't know how to change oil (laughs) yeah if i got a flat tire i would probably die on the side of the road (laughs) meanwhile yeah there are people that can basically build a car from scratch or they can make like they'll put all of the internal shit of like a ford mustang into a uh smart car or something you know there's like people that do like cool shit (laughs) you know there's it's completely different you know there's uh kits for that for airplanes too that was something i was looking into a while holy hell yeah you can build your own airplanes using like specified kits and stuff I like die cast kits from uh bandai yeah there you go sick i'll do that i'll try that out we'll see what happens but uh we have a little small like local airport near me i could probably actually do that i'm gonna look into the pricing on that bad boy so um you know they uh the game was available on stadia uh, the first judgment game and apparently this one um but with stadia you do not have access to source code so it, it is a little different it seems like it's possible that the uh talent agency just didn't know what stadia was and they just didn't question it but it, it more likely it's because the the source was protected right so it, it just seems like this is it seems like a very backwards um very typical japanese industry type of thing that's like oh due to this obscure weird law and this like strange work ethic you know quirk that we have culturally uh we're just going to make this thing bad instead of good. Right. So, um, you know, I guess it's hard to say. Um, but at this point, Sega's no longer really able to say, like, okay, fuck PC. Like, they sort of have to have PC sales to be able to stay competitive. Right. So, they'll probably... Uh, they might switch to a new protagonist... They might just make a different spin-off series. As we said before, I mean, Judgment... The Judgment games were supposed to be the inheritor of, like, the live action combat. And then the main Yakuza series was going to become turn-based. Mm-hmm. To kind of follow Like a Dragon. Um, so it's, it's really interesting to see that that might just die on the vine, like, almost instantly after that announcement. Well, it but, makes uh, me wonder that, like, if this happened here for the protagonist of the Yakuza franchise... What is this really stopping from this happening to, say, another franchise that ends up on PC? Even if it's not even Sega, just some other Japanese developer. Yeah, well, ultimately, it, like, it's, um, it, it, it raises a lot of questions. Like, there are some legitimate concerns that you could get voice actors to go into the booth and get every sound that a human throat is capable of making with every intonation and then never hire them again. And you could just synthesize everything you need forever, right? So, like, there is a real worry. I mean, you know, people have been able to make, like, in The Witcher 3, uh, Geralt, they've been able to make an AI that will create, like, if you give it a script, it will say it as if the voice actor said it, and it sounds pretty close. Right. And certain words, obviously, it can't handle, like, proper names and shit. But, like... 
you know, if you're using Witcher dialogue that he actually uses in the game, you can pretty much make it say whatever you want. Right. And that voice actor didn't say that, but you've just made him basically have said it. So it's it is interesting. There's like a real question to be had there, but as typical, you know, Japanese game industry stuff, it's just totally bizarre and makes no sense. And this agency has this rule, but maybe the actor would be okay with it, or uh, we don't really know because it's not up to interpretation. So if right. they just switch to an actor that was represented by a different agency or no agency, would they be able to do that? Um, do you want to support a game that is not going through actors' unions and stuff? Uh, you know, there's, there's it raises so many questions and literally doesn't answer anything. Right. <laughs> it's my least favorite type of thing. <laughs> Basically. But, um... Uh, so yeah, well, that's kind of a wait and see what happens. Uh, another wait and see that we have this this week's news is almost all speculative. Even with the Steam Deck, even though it's a real thing that's purchasable or whatever, it's still kind of speculative. What will happen with it? What will it trigger? What will it cause? Um, along with that, we've gotten news that Netflix. So there's this was kind of rumored for a while, but the real news is starting to come out. Um, Netflix will reportedly start offering video games. And they've hired a former head of EA Mobile as VP of Game Development. So, yeah, they even say, this is articles from Game Informer. Earlier this year, we talked about how they were looking into the gaming industry. It looks like they're beyond adapting. With the streaming service on a roll, adapting video games and movies into TV series, um, a new report suggests they're looking to make actual games themselves. From Bloomberg, Netflix has begun the process of growth beyond movies and television. They blah, 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 blah. EA Mobile head Mike Verdu has joined the company accepting the role of Netflix's Vice President of Game Development. The report continues to say that he'll be working alongside and reporting to Greg Peters, their Chief Operating Officer. Um, so they may potentially have a PlayStation partnership going on. Um, Which would make sense because um, in the past, Universal... Well, Sony and Universal have... Um, rights partnerships with netflix especially with a lot of their animated series so it wouldn't be that much of a stretch of the imagination that they would extend that to um say playstation pictures yeah and this was kind of fueled by a data mine that was found recently where uh in the netflix app images of ghost of tsushima some mm -hmm. um dual sense controllers and other playstation items was found uh, in the da in this data mine of the apps um, files. Yeah, so it could be maybe that they're going to make a compatibility deal. So like, oh, the Netflix games will automatically be compatible with the DualShock the, for the newest, the uh, you know PS5 or maybe even PS4. I don't know. Right. But then like, um, you could get your Xbox controller to work, but it's more difficult, or the games aren't designed for that, or something. I don't know. It, it but, might be uh, that they see potential with the dual sense and its haptic triggers, and yeah. um, you know, it's you know, just all the features that the controller has, and that in order to have a more immersive experience, they like they would prefer that one would use that particular controller, and since they already have this partnership laid out with Sony that they could potentially have, you know, be wor uh, working together on this. And yeah. that would only, I 
would feel benefit Sony on their behalf because then that would increase uh, sales in their controllers as well, even if it's not necessarily for the um, PlayStation. Right. So, yeah, it is, it, it's interesting. Um, we'll have to kind of wait and see. This could even possibly be... Um, I, I, I don't know if I would assume this based on the data we have, but it is a potential theory, I suppose, yeah. that PlayStation's... Uh, kind of response to Game Pass and PlayStation Now and shit like that could be through Netflix, right? I I can um, see that. I mean, they we don't really have reason to believe that yet. They do have an agreement to distribute um some of like what was it? Uh, I was looking it up on here. It was uh with the Uncharted movie that Netflix would get um, first mm-hmm. streaming rights with uh. Sony to have that on their streaming service. Yeah, Sony Pictures has a deal with um, Netflix for basically anything other than their Spider-Man stuff because Marvel already has the deal on that. Right. Uh, Disney, I should say. But as so, as far yeah. as like Netflix uh, getting into the you know getting even more involved with uh, their gaming industry, I mean they've experimented a little bit with like Bandersnatch and they've allowed. Some of their IP, like uh, Stranger Things, be a part of different game, uh, you know, part of uh, other games and stuff. And the amount of unique IPs that uh, Netflix has produced just for their streaming service, out of the necessity to try to keep people on their subscription as they lose distribution rights um, to some of these other proprietary. Um, streaming services that have been popping up through all the other production companies. Uh, mm-hmm. I could definitely see it that Netflix, with how creative they've been here, that it isn't that stretch, a far of a stretch of imagination that they would want to try to uh, get into uh, making games. And I, this is me maybe putting my perspective on it, but they, it might even go as far as to say that like they might be looking at the game streaming stuff like Luna, Stadia, and xCloud, and since they're essentially already the leaders in streaming TV and movie, what is it to really stop them from being able to take that route and develop games to do on their already streaming service that they have? Hmm. Yeah. But that's Another, just my uh... speculation on it. Yep, another wait and see. Exactly. Um, could be really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. I'm inter- I, I don't think that... that there. I, I can't see a path where that's a wrong move, basically. No, I don't either. Uh, I, I think this is a smart decision on their part because it's diversifying what they have to offer for their consumer base. Yeah. Yep. And, it, I mean, it would just cement their... That would, that would be the thing, you know, as, as all of the other guys are all moving into the field with Disney. I mean, there's like Paramount Plus. There's all kinds of stupid right. shit ones. Peacock. <laughs> um, I will die before they get a penny out of me. But, uh, you know, this could, again, just that would put Netflix in a field of their own again. Exactly. Like, okay, which one of those is offering you, uh, you know, Uncharted 8? Nobody. So, that'll be interesting. Um now, when I say wait and see on a lot of this stuff, it's like maybe a couple years. This wait and see is like probably the rest of my lifespan. <laughs> but 
apparently, there is uh, so beleaguered um, person who has never been able to sleep and never will again. Tetsuya Nomura has agreed and and revealed the information that Final Fantasy X three is has a story written. Uh, so he says, "quote If we are to make ten three, we somehow." have a synopsis written by Final Fantasy X writer Kazushige Nojima. He added, It's sleeping right now, but the plot itself does exist. He said the possibility of returning to Spira is, quote, not zero. He did add that Square Enix is fully focused on Final Fantasy VII Remake at this time. The second part is basically a mystery. The total number of entries is unknown. It could be many, many years before we see anything about Final Fantasy X III. However, the knowledge that a story is written and there's some desire at some point to return is good news for those hoping to return to Final Fantasy X. Um, so the Final Fantasy X and X2 HD remaster got a 9 out of 10 from Game Informer, blah, blah, blah. They talk about that a little bit. But um, I really love to hear Square Enix say, specifically, they do this all the time, but they say specifically in news articles, we are focused on Final Fantasy VII Remake right now. Like, yeah. I love to hear that because there's so many times that they're like, hey, we're making Final Fantasy 13, uh, you know, Iron Mode or whatever. And then like 40 years later, it comes out as <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 and it sucks. And, and that and just makes like, sense with the success of Final Fantasy um, 7 uh, Remaster. Oh, it, yeah. It was like a defining moment in the company almost. <laughs> so um, I still have yet to play the Yuffie DLC. I'm getting I'm getting to that very soon probably by next episode i'll be able to talk about it a little bit but uh yeah they're like you know what i really like the game with the three lesbians playing sailor moon dress up i gotta be honest you know (laughs) i was uh 12 or 13 when this came out perfect target demographic um but uh yeah potentially they will come back and do a final fantasy x3 i think that would be perfect on the back of a final fantasy 10 and 10 2 remake not remaster remake I think they should do it and they should cut out everything in the game except for Blitzball it should be a Blitzball simulator Blitzball 2022 maybe this is like the Mandela effect but was there a just like a pure Blitzball game or is that just me misreading absolutely not <laughs> I don't think so uh, somebody might have released something on PC okay. that just had the Blitzball stuff but there was not an official Blitzball only game because like I don't know. It, it it would almost make it, it would make sense if they did like come out with like Blitzball twenty twenty one or something like that. I'd play it. Actually, I hated Blitzball. I don't know why I always say that. It's like a funny joke to say that you liked Blitzball. My cousin actually was really into Blitzball, but he also was into all the sports yeah. games, so he might have just had, like... Uh, it's been memory, way too long since I played Ten, so I can't remember what my feelings were on it. Yeah. I tried to I try to replay it every, every time they release a new HD remaster or whatever, and it's... I mean, it has not aged great. I played it a lot when it first came out. It was the first game I had on my yeah. PS2. I think I, I think I got it with the PS2. I borrowed so, 10 from uh, a friend of mine for like several months. Yeah. So, yeah, is what it is. We'll see. Probably won't hear about that for 100 years. More than but, 
Uh, so I didn't want everything to just be speculative. So we're going to end the show on just, I mean, this is how you win an argument. Like, I mean, absolute masterclass. Did you hear about this? No, I hadn't. Okay. So (laughs) War Thunder is a military vehicle, uh, simulation competitive game, I guess. Um, so you'll be like flying planes, um, using armor, armored vehicles, you know, tanks, uh, using uh, uh, battleships and naval... So almost kind of like, um, like it's World like of Tanks, tanks World of Planes, World of Ships, them. but all combined together? Correct. So it's a it's an MMO, um, War Thunder. Is that the one that... Uh, I can't remember if this is the one that Obsidian made. I don't think it is. But anyways, War Thunder, very popular, um, especially outside the u.s so um they do refer to themselves as quote the most comprehensive free-to-play cross-platform military game dedicated to aviation armored vehicles and naval craft by comprehensive they're talking about like level of detail number of uh, vehicles and everything however uh yeah this is gaijin entertainment that made this um one user whose username is fear not that's funny. Like N-A-U-G-H-T. Um, great username, I have to say. I'd love to get him on the show. <laughs> uh, the developers apparently missed the mark when they designed the Challenger 2 tank. Um, which is like a, I don't know, it seems like a sort of like semi-long distance, uh, semi-modern, like, I don't know, Iraq war scale tank, it looks like. That's what um, I'm getting from this. Yeah. So, as he posted on one forum post, as I've stated a fair few times now, the complexity of the construction is sometimes difficult to see or show with pictures. Uh, It is so complex, in the Challenger 2's case, I don't completely blame Gaijin for getting it incorrect. All I'm doing is pointing out areas where they're incorrect. Shortly after, uh, this user, Fear Not, who is believed to be a commander in the UK's Royal Tank Regiment, uploaded altered screenshots of documents that they claimed were from the official army equipment support publication for the challenger 2 tank oh no uh so these images were meant to be an example of where the developer went wrong on the end game design but they were removed by gaijin entertainment due to the fact that the documents are classified Uh, a senior technical moderator wrote we have written confirmation from the ministry of defense that this document remains classified by continuing to disseminate it, you are in violation of the Official Secrets Act, as stated by the warning on the cover of the document. This offense carries up to a 14-year prison sentence if prosecuted. Someone of this, you are already aware, it. because as a service person, you have signed a declaration that you understand the act and what actions it compels you to take. Every time you post this, you place us, international representatives of Gaijin Entertainment, especially any UK citizens, in hot water as the warning helpfully states... The unauthorized retention of a protected document is an offense. Oh Legend. This guy's like, I know I'm right. It, like, have you ever been in, you know, when you're like, you're like, I know for a fact that I'm right and you're wrong. Oh, yeah. I but mean, you just don't have, like, that kind of you don't have the proof. Imagine if you did have the proof, but it was illegal for you to share it. And, like, even, like, verbally. Just. But what a nightmare. I would do the same thing this guy did. I, I'd be like, fuck you. Here's the paper. 
I would hope I'd have the restraint now, to not do this. I don't think that I would just post it on a forum and then say underneath it that I was in the military and that's why I had access to it. I think what I would do is maybe just send an email and say, here's how you could update some documents. Right. And I would send like, it to... Hey, I'm a higher up in the... Was was he Royal Navy? Navy? Something like that. Um, I can't remember. Okay, Anyways, so Gaijin yeah. Entertainment is in... Oh, okay, this is good. Uh, they're a company that was founded in Russia. Oh, no. And their headquarters is now in Budapest. So, I mean... <laughs> So they're they're active in Budapest, and they have offices in Cyprus. We were just talking about that. Germany, yeah. Russia, and Latvia. Folks, uh, we got a dum dum on our hands. Yeah, we. That's do. all I can say. But so funny. I mean, uh, he received a warning, and the thread was closed uh, before any discussion, handling, or bug reports are even made proof of a document's declassification will be required as well as where it is sourced from uh, said a, a uh, community manager at Gaijin Entertainment we made it very clear that we will not handle any source material unless it is publicly available and fully declassified with the rights to prove that <laughs> so funny this, yeah. this guy is an absolute king you drop this king I mean what a legend he's like fuck you you're wrong Oh man, and essentially get uh Gaijin Entertainment is just like fuck, 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 what will we do? What fuck, we do? Delete it, delete that, delete that. <laughs> uh I just got an email from someone named uh, Vladimir P. He's asking for the document. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking cool though. So, I mean You know those people that just have to have the last word in an argument? Like, oh yeah. This is that guy. You should it's not allow them in the military. <laughs> This is so cool. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm pretty certain we all know someone in our lives that is ex this personification. Yeah, this is why I don't go into the safeguard room at work. I do not want to see the documents that have shit that I'm not allowed to talk about. If I'm not <laughs> supposed to know it, I don't want to know it. You know? I, I do not want... I, I want zero information that is, like, private, do not share. I don't want to know it. Because I want to... It's not that I will. I, I think I'm... I, there are secrets that I've kept. I think I'm okay at keeping secrets. I don't like to. But I'll do it as necessary or whatever. But, like, I really hate... It. Like, if I know a fact about something, I want to share it with people. Because I, I just think it's interesting. You know? Right. So, yeah. If I had de if I had classified uh, tank documents... Like, imagine if... I guess I don't really know where this thread was going because they, like, closed and removed the thread because of legal uh, right. threats. But, um... I mean, imagine that they're, like... If it was, like, oh, this tank's weakness is shooting it in the tread or something. And he's like, no, you moron. The weakness is right here by the barrel. Oh, my God. <laughs> so funny. That's um, how... That's how Rogue that's One That's an Epic Gamer been. moment. Star Wars Rogue One... It wasn't that they stole the plans for the Death Star. They were yeah, playing so some... Yeah, a dude posted it in the forums. <laughs> on, the, on their uh, holonet or something, they're playing... Uh, God, what's the the weird chess, circular chess game? Oh, like game. D Dejaric? Or... Yeah. 
And <laughs> there's like, no, dude, this is how you would defeat this battle station. And the dude, entire I, I Rebel Alliance that. is it's like, uh, alright. <laughs> yeah. Game chat closes. Amazing. Uh, Galen Verso has logged out of the chat. <laughs> Wait, was that the... What would his, like, username be in, on forums? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Farmer John. I can't even remember what the name of the plant that the Krennic found him on. I don't know Fuck. if that was named either. The, the Krennic Hater 69. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Urso. I said Verso. I'm yeah. not sure why I said that. God, I would... I don't know. Do Maybe some joke with, like, Involving other Mads Mickelson's work. Uh, Hannibal. Uh, <laughs> what else has he done? This bitch is in every movie now. Yeah. He was the bitch in Bitch Better Have My Money, the Rihanna music video. <laughs> it's powerful stuff. Bitch Better Have My Credits. That's his username. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, your public credits are no good here. I need something more real. Hell yeah. Uh, Yadu, E A D U, a storm-stricken planet in the Outer Rim territories. Yeah. Oh, Kyber crystals are from there. Okay. Nice. Folks, while we're on Wikipedia, it's that time of get. It's that time of the day. My fucking computer like doesn't want to turn on the nightlight anymore. It always wants to turn it off, and I just cannot look at blue light anymore. <laughs> I, I have like a brain deficiency or something well i've got a couple brain deficiencies i think but this one in particular is fucking annoying me yeah all right and that said i think we are just about out of shit to talk about for the week unless everybody wants to hear about my uh second playthrough final fantasy 7 remake thoughts i'll i'll just have a separate live stream where i'm just talking to myself for six hours on that one so the filter cast guys peeled for that um yeah so of course uh mammoth games inc we're always posting on facebook twitter you can send us an email mammothgamesinc at gmail.com uh i think we're pretty easy to get a hold of i think i think we have like a badge on facebook that we respond to facebook messenger messages within like an hour or something we got some kind of like i don't know they used to give out badges like that a lot i don't know where that went uh we've been a little slower just because there's not a lot of news going on but of course as we talked about uh toward the end of the month we're getting some more cool uh, releases, a lot of like fan favorite type stuff with the uh, Final Fantasy VII pixel remakes and everything like that. Um, I'm going to be just absolutely huffing my own supply on uh, the Final Fantasy VII DLC. So, should have a lot of good shit coming up. Um, obviously, the, the fan interaction helps with that, so we really appreciate that. We'd love to uh, maybe have little Q&A segments on our regular shows and stuff where we can go over some shit or share some people's opinions. Uh grim that, that's a call out to you in particular <laughs> so uh yeah we're we're at the end of the train i can only ramble for an extra 20 minutes and then i'm pretty much out of steam so that's all uh, good yeah for mammoth games inc i am filter cord and um major body and that's all we got later <laughs>